Today on CityCast Chicago, between a family holiday party, some last-minute gift shopping, and of course, karaoke storytellers on Sunday, your boy got a pretty busy weekend. But before I get into it, I want to first look back on a couple stories from the week. It's Friday, December 17th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is CityCast Chicago. I'm with from the Chicago Reader, Salem Kahlo Julen, and Maya Duke Masova, senior reporter from Injustice Watch. How y'all feeling today? Good. It's great to be How here. How are you? I'm doing good. It's been a good week on the show. And as we're getting closer to the end of the weekend, we're really excited over here because we got an event coming up Sunday, Karaoke Storytellers, uh, where we're going to have some great performers come through, tell their story, sing a beautiful karaoke song. Are either of you karaoke fans? Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I might have a little karaoke playlist on YouTube that I keep just to practice at home, maybe. <laughs> well, if you got time on Sunday at 7 at Shuba's, we're going to be in there singing some karaoke songs. We're going to have Lisa Beasley in there, the Korean vegan Joanne Molinaro. Salem, is there a go-to karaoke song that you got? You say you had a playlist. What's that song? Ooh, it depends on the crowd, but um, <laughs> I do like as long as there's some musical theater people there doing uh, Little Girls from Annie. Little girls, little girls, everywhere I turn, I can see them. It's, it's a lot of acting. Okay. Yeah. Maya, what's that go-to song for you? Uh, Don't Speak by No Doubt. Every time. <laughs> Come on, talk your shit. shit. Now, <laughs> I don't have a go-to karaoke song, but one I'm thinking about, I usually don't sing at karaoke storytellers. I usually just come in and do my host thing. I performed in one show and I sung at that one. I cried the entire time. I tried to sing a Jamie Foxx song about his grandmother after telling the story about my grandmother. I bawled for four mm. minutes. But since we're in the holiday season, I think I might bust out this Christmas by Donny Hathaway. Wow. Bold choice. I might have yeah. to, I might have to go up there and I'm I'm gonna stay in a low register. Sure you're not gonna cry. I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna I, mean... <laughs> I, I might cry at that one too, but you know, if, if the tears gotta flow, the tears gotta flow. We're gonna do what we gotta do. Hang on the mistletoe. I'm gonna get to know you better. Well, this Friday on City Cash Chicago, what we always do is we look back on the stories from the week that really caught our attention. Uh, so, Maya, I'm going to stay with you. What's that story uh, that was on the top of your mind this week? I guess I this is a great time to promote my own work. Uh, and uh, <laughs> yes, talk about at the beginning of September, right when I started full time at Injustice Watch, I got this tip from a pretty seasoned criminal defense attorney about a judge out in Maywood, uh, which is in the West Suburbs. Uh, who was putting a lot of people who were before him on DUI cases on probation with this electronic monitoring device called Scram. Our skin constantly emits like invisible sweat vapor. And the device has a little receiver on it that tests the sweat vapor to see if you've been consuming alcohol. And every 30 minutes, it takes a reading. 24 hours a day? 24 hours a day, every half hour. 
So the device was designed as a way to deal with people who are like chronic drunk drivers who have an out of control drinking problem. And it's supposed to be an alternative to incarceration, which, you know, is a good thing. Mm -hmm. However, this particular judge, Gregory Vasquez, he likes to put people on this device even when just whenever he thinks that they have a drinking problem, essentially. It's just a pure judge's discretion. If the judge is like, you're going to wear this this device, you're going to wear it. That's just how it works? Yes. There's no guidance uh, for any of any sort issued by the Office of Chief Judge about how the device should be used, about when it's appropriate to use it, how long people should be on it. All of that is up to judges' discretions. The manufacturer advertises the device as you know, something that's meant for people who have a track record of drinking and driving, not something that's meant for first-time DUI cases, and certainly not something that's meant for people to be wearing if they're not facing alcohol-related charges. Judge Vasquez, in my time observing his courtroom, put people on this device nearly every day, and I found some cases in which he put people on the device that where people were not facing any drunk driving charges at all. The other problem is that the company that provides the device in Cook County charges people directly for it. So this makes it quite different from other types of electronic monitoring. It's like 12 to $24 a day to be on it. Oh, wow. It's surprised like county officials such as Cook County Board President Tony Perkwinkle to learn that there is this company charging people directly for this mm-hmm. monitoring. So the device is an alternative to incarceration that's probably going to be preferable for most people. Uh, it's better for society not to have people in prison, but uh, it's being used in a way that there's just no oversight about. And mm-hmm. there's a private company involved that also ha- there's no oversight in how they're operating. Yeah. This prolifer you speak about it in the article, this proliferation of electronic monitoring and, and home monitoring uh, in lieu of incarceration is just breeding these companies who uh, who have no oversight, who are able to use these devices, charge people directly. And now, you know, as judges can use it at their own discretion, it's, it's creating a sense that's like rife for exploitation. Like when I was reading this, I was like, Man, is there any kickbacks to Buddy? Is he getting Bulls tickets? Yeah. Like, like, like every single day he was just putting somebody on this the, at the time that you were observing it. Everybody I've told about the story, that's the first question they ask. And I do just want to say that I did not find like any kind of links, mm-hmm. financial links between him and this company. Also, what, what I always think was people really need to remember this when we're thinking about why we have to vote for so many judges when our elections come around, how important they are. Salem, what was that story that you were paying attention to this week across the city of Chicago? We cannot uh, ignore the weather um, <laughs> and, <laughs> and and how much that's uh, that's been uh, pretty much end times crazy mm-hmm. in Chicagoland over the last couple of days. Um, one thing, though, that I've been wrapping my head around is what happened over the weekend with those tornadoes that hit Southern Illinois, Kentucky, and a handful of other states. And an interesting uh, aspect to that is what happened at that candle factory in Mayfield, Kentucky, as well as the Amazon warehouse uh, here in Illinois in Edwardsville. Mm -hmm. There was an opinion piece in the Philadelphia Inquirer that I, I would encourage people to seek out. It's one of their columnists, Will Bunch, 
takes a, a little bit more of a deep dive in what's happened actually at that Amazon warehouse. He talks to a couple of drivers, uh, one of whom was actually pulling up in the middle of the storm, got a an alert from the county about uh, seeking shelter and safety on his phone, went to uh, the shelter that the Amazon warehouse actually had. Nobody should have been in that area, you know. Um, he ended up okay. Unfortunately, a lot of his colleagues did not. There's been reports of um, supervisors at that warehouse telling their workers earlier in the evening that they weren't allowed to leave. People really have this incredibly powerful situation to look at in terms of what we're expecting out of these big companies um, in terms of workplace safety and taking care of our workers. Yeah, the pandemic showed us anything to show how quickly companies were willing to put workers back in uh, dangerous situations. And, you know, we're only going to have more and more instances of these sort of weather-related crises and tragedies that demand that we have to continue to put on companies like Amazon, uh, corporations like the the one in Kentucky, um, to protect workers, as you say, is is paramount. Are you self-conscious about your smile? Do you only allow yourself a closed mouth grin? Well, with Aligner Experts, there's no reason for you to diminish your smile. As orthodontists, they have the privilege of witnessing the remarkable transformation of patient smiles, which often translates into a profound boost in their confidence. Yet, there always seems to be a deterrent. I ain't got the time, I don't have the funds. Luckily, Aligner Experts is redefining convenient and accessible clear aligner solutions. With customizable treatments, transparent pricing, and their cutting edge 3D scanners and dental monitoring technology, you can transform your smile through the convenience of your own schedule. Stop in at their West Loop or Lakeview Clinic today for your complimentary smile assessment. Aligner Experts, your destination for advanced clear aligner solutions. P.S. They got another clinic on the way, so stay tuned for their Old Town location. Maya, I'm going to kick it back to you. What was a story you were watching this week that you just thought needed more attention and more hype put on it? Yeah, well, I guess this is continuing with the, the with the theme of paying attention to judges. Uh, the Cook County Democratic Party uh, went through its slating process on Monday and Tuesday this week. This is the big uh, two-day event they have in which they decide which candidates to endorse for the primary ballot. Um, the primary, it's going to be in June of 2022. Currently, there's nine vacancies in the circuit court. The people they nominated are, uh, m- a lot of them are already sitting judges who just aren't in elected countywide seats, very, with demonstrated loyalty to the party. It's a very diverse slate, I will say that. Quite a few of these people are quite experienced. All of them have good ratings from the Chicago Bar Association, except for one person, 21st Ward Alderman Howard Brookins, who is now running for judge and got endorsed. He's had no meaningful courtroom experience in decades because he's been an alderman since the since the 90s. So he's kind of the exception here. The rest of most of the rest of these folks uh, have have demonstrated expertise and 
the the slating of those judicial candidates, I feel like is is you know definitely not on people's radars. And even the other reporting that's been done about the slating process has mostly focused on the big ticket, you know, statewide races or big county right. seats. The Alexi Janouli is the the Fritz Kagi. Exactly. Mm-hmm. How much are these endorsements? "Quote unquote," a lock for these individuals. Does does these endorsements means that they're likely to be the people who fill these vacancies? You know, nothing stops anyone from running for any one of these positions. For you know, you can be a Republican candidate running to fill one of these vacancies. You can be an independent. You don't have to deal with the party at all. But uh, you know, this is this is Cook County, this is Chicago. So to get your name on the ballot, mm-hmm. you have to collect a lot of petition signatures. And then you have to withstand a bunch of legal maneuvers from your opponents. So the reason why these endorsements really matter is that these candidates will have the full backing of the party to collect those petition signatures. These people will have access to the best election lawyers in town. Well, Maya, um, I'm wondering if you know if Alderman Birkins has said, you know, why he's interested in leaving city council, why he's interested in becoming a judge. So when I called him up to ask about it, he, all he literally said was, I, I don't plan to be to die in office as an alderman. All right, then. Yeah, he I will also say that judges get paid significantly more than aldermen do. So perhaps there's a, the motivation of maybe getting a raise uh, as he continues to serve the public. With, and I'm wondering, too, if there's any possibility of a double pension situation. Wow, that's a great question. I don't know, but I will definitely look into that. Yep. I saw your eyes light up when she said it. You was like, mm, <laughs> what am I Something to at? learn about. Retirement is a dream of mine that I feel like I will never realize. So I am always interested in people's pensions. Uh, Salem, what's that underhyped story this week that you want us to throw some more attention on? <laughs> well, um, I think on a lighter note, people outside of the Chicago reader sphere, uh, if they haven't already, should read our last cover story uh, written by my colleague, Leo Galil. He did a deep, deep, deep dive into the history of the nightclub Neo that used to be on the north side on Clark Street and... You know, why write about this nightclub that closed six years ago? Is there some significant anniversary? What's the deal? And Lear explained it as this is a nightclub that he feels has connections to the way that we see nightlife here in Chicago um, in terms of DJs and just kind of the scene and atmosphere. The pictures are fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Those white people look like they having a good ass time. (laughs) (laughs) Doing they damn thing. I can say as somebody who did go to Neo in the 90s and a little bit into the early aughts, there were some evenings there that were exactly what you would expect if you saw like a movie of an 80s nightclub. (laughs) You know, there's some guy who's like, just gotten off of work and he's still halfway in his suit. He also got to talk mm-hmm. to um, Lily Wachowski, who uh, made uh, The Matrix. And the rumor has always been that the character Neo in The Matrix movies uh, was named after this nightclub. And um, you'll have to read the article to see if that's true. Lily addresses it. So we got to lead the people with some good news. To get them through the weekend. Maya, what's some good news or a moment of joy that you want to share with our CityCast family? Yeah, my moment of 
enjoy uh, maybe a little bit insider baseball uh, in terms of, jur- <laughs> of journalism stuff, but I just have to give a huge shout out to um, Rachel Hinton, who started her journalism career at The Reader. Then she worked her way up to being a political reporter at The Sun-Times. And uh, this week, uh, the announcement came that she's going to uh, transition to a new role as an investigative reporter at the BGA. And I saw Rachel at the Democratic Party slating event, and I hadn't seen her since the start of the pandemic. And it just brought me so much joy to see her. I'm so excited for what she's going to do at the BGA. Everyone should follow her on Twitter, Rachel Hinton. Yes. Shout out to Rachel. Shout out to the Better Government Association. They just put out a, a wonderful piece about the ongoing legacy of Cabrini Green. We had Rachel on the show uh, when we talked about Jesse White and his legacy and we talked about the tumblers, it was a fantastic conversation and I'm looking forward to the next time I have her on the show. So yeah, we got to show some love to all of our local journalists. I know CityCast Chicago is better for places like the BGA and Justice Watch, the Chicago Reader, and all of the amazing journalists who move through there. Salem, what's your good news for the people this weekend? Okay, this is something that a lot of people probably heard about, but I, I don't think it can be emphasized enough. Megan the Stallion graduated from her bachelor's degree and actually walked graduation. I, I think <laughs> I think we have to really reflect on how important that is that she actually not mm-hmm. only participated in the graduation ceremony, allowed cameras to be there, but also decorated her mortarboard. And then just shared her joy with people. You know, this is somebody who's made more money than a lot of us will see in our Mm -hmm. lifetime. This is somebody who's already made her mark. And Mm -hmm. she didn't have to do any of this. And that just gave me so much happiness. You know, for the people who say, what's the point? Because on one hand, you think her career is representative that you don't need college. It's not college that gave her the skill to rap that well or that sort of marketing acumen that she has. It was important (laughs) for her family. As somebody who's one of the only people to graduate from college in my family, it's... We, we're, we're not selling the pipe dream that college is the end-all, be-all of success or making it. But mm-hmm. that, that was important for her, and, and it was such a good thing to see as well. My some good news is very selfish. I'm going to be real with you. It's the fact that I actually got tickets to see Spider-Man this weekend. <laughs> uh, Spider-Man No Way Home was pretty much sold out across theaters in Chicago. I'm pretty much expecting to see Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire at some point in this film. I'm hoping to see the meme where the three Spider-Man are just like pointing at each other, acted out on screen. That's what I'm looking forward to. Any of y'all going to see Spider-Man? Make sure you wear a mask. Oh, you know, I'm going to be I'm gonna be masked up. I'm, I'm going to be masked shorty. And I'm going with some friends, so we taking up like a whole section. I'm so grateful for both of y'all stopping by City Cash Chicago this week. Salem, Maya, again, thank y'all so much. Thank you. Thank you. In honor of karaoke storytellers this Sunday at Shuba's at 7 o'clock, I asked the team for their go-to karaoke song. Lead producer, Carrie Shepard. That would be Jolene. By the queen, the one and only Dolly Parton. Producer Simone Alisea, I know you was having trouble whittle it down. What's your go-to? Knowing all the words to One Week by Bare Naked Ladies is a cool trick, but I really love singing all that jazz from Chicago. And newsletter writer Sydney Madden. My go-to song is Whitney Houston's I'll Always Love You. My rendition doesn't really sound all that good, but it's a lot of fun to sing. Join me this Sunday at Shuba's for karaoke storytellers 
Remember, you can win tickets to this Sunday's event by signing up for our daily newsletter at chicago.citycast.fm slash newsletter. I got to give a huge thank you to the people who make CityCast Chicago's music. That's Sam Trump and Mark Greenberg from the Mayfair Workshop. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you on Monday. Peace. Jolene, 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 I'm begging of you, please don't take my man. Karaoke Storytellers is sponsored by CityCast Chicago, the best podcast in Chicago. And if you don't agree, your mama. (laughs) That was ridiculous.